I have a treat for you today. I have a client that I'll be interviewing, my guest, my friend, and she has a great story to tell. And the reason why I'm doing this is we do hear a lot of success stories out there on social media. There's a lot of people that share how they turn their life around. But sometimes we need to hear more about the journey, the hard stuff, and what makes people move and shift to get from where they are to where we want to be. And I thought to start with my own clients and share some real stories about what it takes to have that desire to get better and also stay on that journey even when things are tough and reasons why we want to do it in the first place. Welcome to the Hill Deal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Leona Allen, and I'm here to help you achieve more freedom in your health and your life. I'm the founder of Freedom Health Systems, and I've been a licensed chiropractor and wellness coach for over two decades. I've helped men, women, and children transform their lives by removing the physical, chemical, and emotional barriers to natural healing. Every week, I'll be taking you on a journey, a journey where you will discover the real truth behind what it takes to heal your mind, body, and soul. Allow me to be your guide as you travel this road to renewed health and a new life. It's time to make a deal with yourself to heal yourself. Please keep in mind that this podcast is for educational purposes only and not to be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. With that said, let's begin. The Journey to Healing Food Shopping Guide is your resource to making healthier food choices next time you go to the grocery store. Grab your copy today at HealthyShoppingHabits.com. Healing starts in the kitchen. Begin your journey to healing today. Go to HealthyShoppingHabits.com. Once again, that's HealthyShoppingHabits.com. So here is my guest. Her name is Keisha Wesley. Very incredible woman. She's married mother of three children, and you're going to love her story. So I'm going to let her start talking, and we're going to start off with what really moved you? What was that first sign or that first experience that said, hey, I need to do something differently, and then we'll just have a conversation about that. So go ahead, Keisha. Go ahead and share with the audience. So for me, I think what really made me seek help. And I guess that's probably the beginning of my story. I've tried everything under the sun. I read the popular books. I did Dr. Google, all the things to try to figure out how can I lose weight and then how can I maintain it? Because that was always my struggle. I would go on the latest diets. I do the insane restrictions and, and eat this, not that do these intense exercise programs and I would lose the weight, but it was not sustainable. So then not only that, when I would lose the weight and the weight would come back, my my aunt likes to say, it becomes your friend and it doesn't want to leave you. So if I lose 20, when it would come back and be 25, then I lose that 25 and then 38 will come back. So it was just like a yo-yo and just really wanted to get off that roller coaster. And I realized in order to do that, I was at a point to where I just said, I can't do this by myself. No matter how smart, how dedicated, how focused I think I am, I needed some help. So that was really the beginning of my journey, wanting to get out that roller coaster, but then realizing that I needed some guidance along the way. Yeah. And you said a key thing, roller coaster. 
And I want people to know that they're not alone if they tend to figure things out on their own, go to Dr. Google, and you're looking for information from people that have no idea what you've been through, your background, and you just keep going back and forth. And a lot of people go through that. So I'm glad you shared that point. And you said you were ready to just get those results and stop going back and forth. So go ahead and continue with that part where you just gain, kept gaining the weight back and then some. <laughs> Gosh, let's see. I did everything under the sun. Any type of popular program mm -hmm. you've heard of on television, I've done them all. But it just didn't work because what I found was that typically when I was, when I said, okay, I want to lose weight or I want to get the weight off, it was always... I had an end goal and my end goal was typically a, I want, I'm in a wedding or my anniversary mm -hmm. is coming up or my class reunion is coming up. And so I want to lose weight or look a certain way by this event. So I think a big turning point for me was I realized that I never saw it as a journey. I saw the weight loss as a destination. And then also one of the things I realized was that a lot of this, ex this extreme is three measures, like, you know, the restrictive eating and then the extreme exercise programs. I had no idea what that was doing to me internally. It's like physically, yes, I met my goal. I was able to wear this dress. So I was able to go on vacation and wear my little cute bikini, mm -hmm. but just internally what was happening with me. And as I aged, I knew that was something I had to be concerned with. And then, unfortunately, as a Black woman, my history is there. In my family, there's a history of diabetes, hypertension, just about any type of disease, hysterectomy. I used to joke that a hysterectomy was kind of like my birthright. Mm -hmm. I feel like once I got to be a certain age, I was going to have my hysterectomy. So I, I, I never made the connection between what I was eating and then that pattern that I was establishing and how that was affecting all these other things, I never made that connection. So I think a turning point for me was just realizing that everything was in interconnected. What was happening to me externally was also affecting me internally. And again, I needed help to figure out how to marry the two. It's like you didn't know what you didn't know. And then you were trying, you had short-term goals, looking for short-term solutions, mm -hmm. and it eventually kind of caught up with you. Absolutely. So most people would have given up at that point. So what was in you that knew that there was something else? And what did you do about that? What was in me? I'll be quite honest with you. Even once I really got on the path that I'm on now, which is where I've had the most success, I still had short-term goals. I still, it was very physical, like, you know, when you and I talked, I had a number I wanted to see on the scale. Yeah. I had a dress size I wanted to achieve. So even then, I was still very short-term short goal-oriented. Um, I think a couple of the things that really resonated with me is as I met with you and started and hearing more about your story, and you talked about just kind of making the, a lifestyle that in order to see the long-term results I was seeking, I had to go beyond that short-term, short-term finite goal. 
and come up with something that was sustainable and really make a lifestyle change. I've had some stumbling blocks along the way. And what I found is that um, even then those short-term goals, I achieved them and I was able to maintain them, but only for a certain amount of time. And it wasn't until I got clear on my true why that I felt like I can start seeing those changes because it was it was bigger than me. I lost my mom. I was 21 years old when my mom died. And she she died from ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. So it wasn't anything that was necessarily a lifestyle illness or anything. Well, it's still research on, you know, the true cause mm-hmm. um, on ALS, but she didn't die from hypertension. She didn't have a heart attack. It wasn't a cancer or anything like that. She had a disease. So, you know, I have three children. And one of the things I, I just realized one day is that I did not want my children to grow up without a mom. I realized how I was 21 years old when my mom passed away. And prior to her passing away, she had been sick for about three or four years. So even though she, she died when I was 21, for the big part of my teenage years, my mother was ill. And so I did not want my children to, ex- to experience that. I didn't want my husband to experience that. I wanted to be here um, for as long as I possibly could to, you know, see my children grow up. My mother missed my high school graduation. By the time I graduated, co- she died a year before I graduated from college. Weddings, she never met any of my children. All the things I really wanted to be here for my children. So I needed to do everything I could within my power to get healthy and make those lifestyle changes so that I could be here for them and not just be here for them, but be here in a healthy way so that I can support them and guide them along their journey and not be a mother that was, you know, had all these illnesses and ailments that prevented me from being an active and vital part of their lives. Yeah, that is a very strong and powerful why. And that is really that shift that I believe is needed in most of us to make these big changes in our lives. And sometimes it is that pain that makes us move forward and make us keep seeking. It's like that inner being inside of you that says there is something better, but it takes those those deep-seated reasons to really get to that point. So, you know, I appreciate you sharing that. I know it's a very emotional part that got you getting from moving from that place in your journey where you felt stuck. So you did seek out answers and you did find answers, more of a lifestyle approach and not looking for those short-term approaches. But what I wanted to reiterate is a lot of people don't realize it does sometimes take that pain and that frustration to move us. Because I actually said to someone earlier, it's really hard to heal the sick if they don't realize they're sick or if they don't have a reason to move forward. So you have to get to that realization first. And I appreciate you being honest with that. So after you began to say, hey, I need to be here for my family. I don't want my husband to go through this pain that I went through. I want to be healthy. I want to age gracefully. All those reasons that make us get healthy the right way and not the short-term way. So what happened beyond that point? It was difficult. I'm not going to pretend that it was like a walk in the park because what I had to do was I had to face a lot of the hard truths about me. 
and my habits and the things that I was doing that were detrimental mm-hmm. um, to my health. One of the things that I learned is also medically, from a traditional medical standpoint, I was considered healthy, slightly overweight. Mm-hmm. BMI was a little high, but you know, you lose a little weight, exercise, restrict your calories, and, and you'll be fine. I, I was told everything else was fine. So one of the things that was really eye-opening for me once I started working with you was the comprehensive examination that was done. And you revealed a lot of things that were going on with me internally that they were not problematic now. But if I continued along those paths with those same bad habits, um, Mm -hmm. you told me I was Mm pre-diabetic and I had no idea. And I was like, you know, and again, it was in my family. So I, I knew what diabetes looked like. I had family members who were insulin dependent. So I knew what that would look like long term. So you shared a lot with me in terms of some of those habits that I had, things that I had done that I thought that was, again, that traditional approach just really opened my eyes about how those things and how they could affect my health in a long term way. And I'd never had that type of comprehensive examination and that type of just realistic view, kind of like, yeah, you're fine now, but if you continue along this path, this is going to be your future. And then again, just thinking about what I want to do long term, I want to be here 80, 90. If I can beat 100, I want to be here for that. But the things that I was doing, some of those activities, that was not going to be possible because it was going to eventually catch up with me. So it was really confronting those brutal facts. And that was hard. That was hard. Just really getting that hard in your face. This is what you've been doing to your body. But then also it was tempered because you assured me that it won't happen overnight, but the body is amazing and we can heal you and improve your long-term health and your long-term outlook. So you mentioned some really good points about you didn't know what you were working with. When you started working with me, you learned that you were pre-diabetic, you had some underlying issues. And what's important for people to know about that is most people don't know what's going on. They'll get their physicals every year, every six months, but they're not comprehensive enough. And a lot of people don't know what they're dealing with. So they're dealing with a lot of the things that you had mentioned, counting calories, hoping for the best and not knowing what it really takes to get healthy and live to be 80, 90, or 100 years old. So that's really what healing's about, just really getting to that point where you realize what you were doing isn't working, realizing that you have to have a strong why and a strong reason for really being encouraged to do what it takes and knowing that it's not going to be easy and being willing to do what's hard to get to that place where you want to be healthy and living, you know, living your best life. That's the real living your best life. So, Absolutely. So I'm glad you got to that point. So there's that frustration and having faith that you know you can get better and, and being driven to figure out why. And then deciding to commit to the process is important. Would you like to share more about when you said, okay, I'm going to commit And kind of share what happened when you decide to commit and do it the quote-unquote hard way 
to getting better since you got clear on what was required to get there? The commitment is a journey. It's definitely not a, a destination. And honestly, what I'm figuring out now for, has it been four years, three, four years we've been on this journey together? That is, it, it's a journey and I'm constantly learning and growing and evolving. So it's like, it's a mindset. It's a mindset realizing that goals are going to come and goals are going to go. And as you see the success and as you see the progress, that's a, it's a motivator. It's a powerful motivator when you see what your body can do and you start seeing the results. I think for me, one of the things that was definitely um, impactful on my journey was that the results extended beyond just the weight loss itself. Um, there were so many other benefits. I was sleeping better. I just had more energy mentally. I had a lot more clarity spiritually, kind of like a calming place because I felt like my body was just finally in alignment. So it was just the thing about the journey is each step takes you higher and higher to another level. And as you continue to evolve and you continue to grow and you expand your knowledge, you want to continue on on the journey. And I'll be honest with you, I've had I had some setbacks. But the thing about those setbacks is because I had been on the journey and I'd had the success, I know what my body is capable of. I know what my mind is capable of. So once I recommitted and re and reestablished those steps, it was again, I was motivated because I knew I could do it and I knew the benefits would extend beyond just weight loss. And I think that's one of the things that's most impactful about this journey. It starts with weight. It starts with wanting to look a certain way. But the benefits are emotional. They're mental. They're spiritual. And they affect you in so many other ways in your life. So you want to keep going. Even once you get to what you think is your, your weight or, or your goal or whatever it may be from a physical standpoint. Because you feel good. You feel good. Not only do you look good. You feel good. And it's just a great feeling. It's a great place to be. It is a great place to be because what happens is, and I noticed when this happened with you, because a lot of times when people are on the journey is that discouragement. You hit that wall and a lot of people don't realize it's usually that same wall and you're going to keep repeating the same mistakes over and over again or keep getting stuck until you learn how to get through that wall. And that's where the evolution begins. You're evolving. And when you hit those moments of discouragement, you learn so much about yourself and what you're capable of. And then there's levels. So some people think, oh, as soon as I get to this weight, I'll be happy. Everything will be fine. But then they realize they get to a certain point and they're like, wait a minute, there's more lessons that I have to learn. There's more battles I have to fight. There's things that I've been hiding behind. And they really show itself out in this healing journey. And these are the conversations that need to be had. You know, we see those befores and we see those afters. But what we're talking about is the journey and it's not easy. But it just seems like when you go through those hurdles, that those lessons and how you feel when you come on the other side is just powerful. So I know we all have different patterns. Like, for example, there's people that are there that are emotional eaters, people that just give up too soon. People that just are even maybe ashamed of what they're doing. They don't want their friends, you know, they want to fit in with their friends or fit in at work. 
What do you think was one of your biggest hurdles in the journey? I know we usually have more than one, <laughs> but go ahead and share like your top hurdle that you had to overcome that maybe in the past you avoided or didn't want to conquer. So what was that for you? I think for me, the biggest battle that I had to overcome is the things that I valued or the things that I felt like defined me, my definition of success. Mm. That was my biggest hurdle that I had to overcome because I felt like, you know, I'm a Gen Xer. We're, we're goal driven and we're, we're task driven. We check boxes like, you know, this is the path that you're on. These are the steps it takes to get there. And if you follow these steps and check all these boxes, voila, you're going to be happy. <laughs> but I did all the things the right way and I wasn't happy. <laughs> so for me, it took a lot of um, just mental and emotional digging or pulling back the layers of the onions or whatever the case may be and being okay with releasing that, mm. freeing myself from the expectations because what I found is they were my expectations. No one else was saying you have to have this title or you have to have this, these material things or you have to be doing X in order to be success. Those are the things, those were my mental idols, I guess, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. And I felt like if I wasn't there, then I, I wasn't successful. So I had to really take a look and redefine what success meant for me. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it meant pulling back from a lot of those things and just getting really, really clear on what was important. And ironically, that's when my why really began to shift from a short term to a long term goal. Really yeah. thinking about those things, what's important for me. And the thing that's most important to me is my family. You know, it doesn't matter what type of title I have or how others see me, being able to be here for my family, um, supporting my husband and my children. That's what was important to me. That, that became my definition of success. Success was no longer tied to a job or the car or all these outward appearances. It was my, my 476 was success for me. <laughs> if 476 was good and the occupants here were good then I was, I was successful. Um, not perfect, but successful. Yeah. And so I had to learn how to really reprogram my, my thinking and focus on those things that really, really meant success for me and brought me the greatest joy and forget all those preconceived notions that I held all those years. Yeah. And that's what I love about focusing on the journey and what you grow, how you grow and learn about yourself. Because I remember we had conversations, we're either all or none, or we're, we deal with that, that perfectionism. <laughs> it's like, do it right or don't do it at all. But we learn to make mistakes and we learn from our mistakes. And a lot of times the goal does change where it goes from looking a certain way to just, just being a certain way and just trusting that. And I think that's what messes a lot of people up. They're trying to focus on that end goal and what they think their life should look like. But sometimes when you're on the journey, what you run into can be better than expected. <laughs> so I think when you focus so much on where you want to go, I think we lose the importance of the journey. It's like we're so focused on where we think we should be 
we start to lose focus on what needs to be done. But I think as we focus on that journey, it will guide us to where we're supposed to go. Because sometimes we'll start, let me rephrase that, sometimes we'll start thinking we know what we want and that's what gets us started. That's good. But I think that as we start, we need to be open to where that journey will lead us. And then that's more the spiritual aspect, the emotional aspect. So I believe that it's like you're just being open to whatever. That's the freedom in it. And that takes me to the next part because people think that freedom is getting to that goal. I'm a size eight. I got the certain dimensions. I look a certain way. I can fit this dress. You know, it's like, you know, all those physical things. But by the time we get to that, that destination and really understand what freedom is, it's completely different than how we started and what got us moving in the first place. So usually it's freedom in the journey. You probably hear me say that a lot. So what are those moments of freedom that you experienced along the way? Because you told me yourself, you're not quite at your destination. So this isn't about a before and after. This is more a before and after and after, after and after, after, after. It's more of that. So kind of tell me those those learning points or those points of freedom in your journey? The biggest point of freedom for me in this journey is being okay, focusing on me. Again, I talked about my family, how important they are, and they are important. And at a point in time, my career was important. So I would put all my energy and my focus on everybody but me. You know, everything, everybody got my time and my attention and they got 110%. Work got 110%. Family got 110%. Um, my community involvement, whatever that was, whatever I was doing at the time, got 110%. And if you're constantly giving your all, everything in you to everything outside of you, there is nothing left for you. So one of the things I learned is the importance of being able to focus on me and giving myself permission to be able to focus on me. And by being able to do that unapologetically, let me say that, and not feel bad. Because I think, you know, as as women, um, particularly as black women, you know, we we take care of everybody else. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then somehow we we come at the bottom of the list. So I I wanted to my biggest takeaways with being okay with putting myself at that top of the list, because what I realized along the journey, the lessons that I'm learning, it, it, it goes into all these other areas. When I think about, you know, the lessons I learned in terms of my lifestyle change, it, it didn't just end with the way I eat and the way that I, the, the things that I put in my body, the things that I, that I think about. It goes into other areas. So I'm okay with being very clear and being very intentional mm-hmm. about what I want and not being afraid to ask for it. And also not being able to change if it's no longer serving me because I would yeah. just go with the, the flow. So even if it wasn't exactly what I wanted, um, I didn't really like it, but I did want to rock the boat. I would continue along that path. But what this journey has taught me that as I think about, you know, being okay with putting myself first and being clear about what my expectations are and what matters to me, it really clears out a lot of clutter in those other areas in terms of the type of work I want to do, the type of um, how I want to show up at work, how I want to show up when I volunteer, 
how I want to show up when I interact with my family and my friends. I'm gaining a lot of clarity and then just being comfortable in that space and not settling and not being afraid to change and pivot, knowing that there's again value in that journey. And just because I, I'm going in a different direction or doing something different, it's okay because there's value in that. But I'm clearer, if that makes sense. Yeah, makes complete sense because it's like when you focus on the journey, one key thing you said is like you're finding peace within who you are because I think I people find it hard. They're stressed at work. They're stressed with meeting other people's expectations, but they struggle with their health. And it's hard to take care of you when you're in that place of stress. But when you get to that point where you're more in tune with who you are and what your priorities are, it's easier to do those things that people try to do with the self-control and not overeating and not comfort eating and going, you know, doing those healthy habits that need to be required. It's like we first need to get to a point where we're comfortable with who we are and where our priorities are and the other stuff comes easier. I think we try to force ourselves to do things that we don't have the energy to do and hope that everything else, the family and, and the job and everything else will kind of align with that. But we all know when you're trying to make better habits, it seems like the world comes against you even harder <laughs> to make sure it doesn't happen that way. But when you realize that and know that you're going to go through the struggles and know you're going to learn lessons, it's just different. You know, you're not trying to comfort that spot anymore and you're able to just relax in the journey and just sit back and say, okay, this is where I'm at and just really kind of determine why you're there. Mm -hmm. And that's why this is so important because I think people are just so hard. They fight so hard to go against the, the, what's that saying? To go against the curve or, you know, go against the grain or go upstream. It's a lot harder than to just realize, hey, this is who I am. This is what I need to do. And just kind of just trust the process and that way we can move forward. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I found that along this journey, there are things that I'm doing that are new, not just to me, but mm -hmm. to those around me. And when people start noticing you doing something different, they look at you different or they may comment on it. And initially <laughs> I would try to hide it because again, I didn't want anybody to judge me. Or try to talk me out what I was doing. But as I became very clear about where I wanted, what I wanted and where yes. I was trying to go, it was okay. Like, well, this is what I'm doing for me. And I'm not going to try to force you or change it, but this is what works for me. This is what my body needs. This is what mm -hmm. my, this is what I need mentally, emotionally. Mm -hmm. And, I, and I'm okay if you don't understand it, but it's not going to stop me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Reminds me of something I like to say. I probably said this already. We focus on the journey. The results will take care of themselves. Absolutely. And just trust it's going to be all right. And letting go of sometimes we set our goals. I want to lose this much weight by the end of the year. <laughs> and your body's like, uh, no, that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> so like I said, you know, listeners, it's okay to have a goal. It's okay to have a vision. But just know that as you start to take those steps, the closer you get, you're going to be like, wait a minute, that's not what I wanted. What, what is that? Mm -hmm. So we got to be okay with adapting 
and evolving. Those goals sometimes evolve. You might think you want to be 150 pounds and then you're 160 or 170. You're like, wait, this this feels good. Why why am I trying to fight for something that isn't there? Or vice so, versa. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, nah. <laughs> I'll yeah. go back to 160. But yeah. it's part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really part of the journey, the good, the bad, the ugly. You know, we've all had the ugly cry, the frustrations, the time we want to give up, the times that we did give up and bounce right back. That happens. So it's not how many times you fall down, it's how many times you get up and back in there again. Because, you know, I know you, you you had some moments, but you always bounce back. And that's really the key. Just because you're down, you don't have to stay there. So I'm appreciating you really sharing that part. And I know it's going to encourage somebody out there. So any final words about your journey before we close this session? Anything like somebody that's sitting there where you were maybe four or five years ago, trying everything, not getting any results? What do you have to say to that woman out there that's really struggling with where she wants to go with their health? Believe in yourself and don't be afraid to put yourself first yeah i think that's probably just believing that you can do it because you can do it your body is amazing your body is capable of so much more than what you think it is i I, i'm not telling you this is not a cliche this is something i've i've lived and you won't regret it you won't regret it it'll it's it'll be tough but it develops it's not, it goes so far beyond just the physical results, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. You learn and you grow so much as an individual. It's like a, a, a total body realignment. And once you're in alignment, the feeling is indescribable. Yes. Very well said. Very well said. So just know in this journey, everybody, just know that there's going to be a moment where you're frustrated. And allow that frustration to move you to get out of that frustration. And just know that once you decide that you want to do better, the answers will come and just continue with that journey and evolve with the journey and experience freedom within the journey. Keisha, thank you very much for sharing your story. And for those of you who are listening, please let us know what you think about this episode. And until next time, everybody. Go out there and achieve more freedom in your health and your life. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, seal the deal to heal by leaving a review, subscribing to the podcast, and sharing with a friend. Thanks again, and we'll continue the journey next week.